0: Welcome back to Mondays with Mon and happy Monday. We are back for another episode. I am very quickly recording the intro for this episode before I run to Easter lunch with my family. I've got a lot going on this week. I've had a lot going on this month with work and Easter over two weekends. It's just a whole lot. So this episode was recorded with the wonderful Nikita. She has such good chat. I really enjoyed recording this with her so we just spoke a little bit about the beauty industry the pros and cons the challenges of starting out in the industry we touched on a little bit of like the beauty standards and where our thoughts are with all of the new procedures that are coming out necessarily need to be in the beauty industry to enjoy this one i definitely think that we touched on so many different things that lots of women can relate to or men Um, so yeah i hope you guys enjoy this one just a quick reminder to please download this episode and like it and review it if you can share it it would mean the world to me i'll stop boring you now and we'll get straight into the episode Okay, so today's guest is my gorgeous friend Nikita. Hi Nikita, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Of course. So Nikita and I go way back to school days. We were in high school together and we were a year apart. Um, and now we've bond over our jobs in similar industries and the joy of having to travel over an hour to work <laughs> and adapt a completely different clientele. I'll let Nikita properly introduce herself and just tell us a bit about her. Nikita, take it away.
1: Thank you. Um, yeah, so I've been in the beauty and dermal industry for coming on eight years now, which is wild. I feel like that's just gone. It makes us sound so old, huh? I know. I know. And yeah, so I used to work in Sydney. I worked in Sydney for about six, just over six years or so. Um, and now I've been working down in Wollongong for just over a year. So, backstory, you're actually from Wollongong. Yeah, from Wollongong. Born and raised, obviously went to school with Mon in Wollongong. So, it was a massive transition um, when I started working or studying in Sydney. Mm. And then that kind of le- just led me to. So, a you career. studied
0: in Sydney? Yeah. Yeah. Like TAFE No,
1: no, no. I went to a private college um, in Cogra. And then, yeah, that kind of just paved the way did you go straight into
0: your sydney job from college yeah
1: yeah i actually started at my first job just before i graduated oh just before i graduated it was like a week or two before something like that um but yeah the the academy that i went to and the company that i started working for were their sister companies so i kind of just like asked or i just applied and yeah, I didn't think I'd be there for that long and then just went from job to job. Was that the only job that you had in
0: Sydney or did you have multiple in Sydney? Yeah, no, no,
1: no. So yeah, I started at that first job and then I went to b- back to work for the academy that I studied at. Right. And then I went to, I went elsewhere for the last, oh God, like two and a half years before I came back so to So you didn't Luka. really
0: know much of a difference, I guess. You kind of started with yeah. Sydney clientele. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I had nothing to compare it to. That's right. why it was so wild when I first started working in Wollongong.
0: Well, I guess the only thing you can compare it to is just the personalities of the people 100%. that you grew up around Yes, hundred in the gong. Because if you don't know people from the gong, I just find us so chill so and like much more laid back, nonchalant, easy <laughs> like, Yeah. Everyone always tells me I've got the most nonchalant personality. Yeah. And I'm like, it must be the Wollongong you mean yeah. because...
1: It's so good that you've been able to keep that as well yeah. all these years because I'm much the same. And I guess you become almost like a product of your environment environment around you. I was just about to say
0: that's um, what I get told all the time. I yeah. feel like people think that I, well, people tell me that i mold to the people that I'm around. 100%. 100%.
1: Which I think is a good personality trait to have. It's a good thing because you become relatable to that person. Yeah. You can kind of build that rapport. You know, it's not about being fake or anything. It's just about, you know, adjusting your... Mindset, yeah. you know, just yeah. so as to not be controversial to other people, for sure. Yeah, um, I agree. And yeah, your your mindset and everything changes completely depending on the environment that you're uh, that you're in. So absolutely, yeah, I think that's uh, that's the major change that I've noticed. So
0: you would say your personality in general is very chill. Are you a um. outgoing person?
1: <laughs> How would you describe yeah, yourself? Yeah, I, I think in our industry you have to be outgoing. You right? do. You can't be reserved. And if you're not, you learn to be really yeah. quickly. That or you get shat all over. <laughs> like people walk all over you. So, um
0: yeah. I learned that very quickly. Totally. With Sydney, I learned that, um, like I came into the industry in Sydney yeah. very reserved, very yeah. like quiet. Even though I wasn't that necessarily that person at home or like yeah in a private setting yeah but i guess new like new environment you you come in like a little bit more quiet and chill yeah we are out of your comfort
1: zone right yeah. so if you're not used to talking to people all day every day then it's a major shock because i've come in contact even being a consumer in the industry if mm-hmm. i go somewhere else for a skin treatment or to get my hair done i've come in contact with so many like hairdressers or um beauty therapists that just don't know how to chat like they don't know how to get the conversation over the line and there's nothing it's worse. so hard like, imagine yourself
0: as a consumer going yeah. into. I always think about that I think it's because I'm in an industry where customer service is yeah. so important like yeah. you always think about that 100%. when you go to other places
1: I never understood how people just don't they don't have like that bubbly it's not welcoming it's not yeah and you need it if you want to feel comfortable in a space like in hindsight you're trusting them with your skin or your laser or you know your makeup or your hair these are major things cuz often they're done for quite big events or whatever so you need to be made to feel like they want to have you there of course and so often it's just not the case so and that's like really, really I always off-putting. say this
0: and I say this to my staff all the time talent is only so much of what our industry mm. is um you know you could be the most talented person mm-hmm. Or you could do your job so well, yeah. but it won't matter if the person doesn't feel welcome and yeah. comfortable with you because yeah. it is such a personal. Well, what we do anyway yeah, it is yeah. such a personal experience.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, if you don't, if you come in and you just don't feel like the vibes are good. Yeah. You probably won't go back. Yeah, that's so true.
1: And also fitting the vibe of the client as well. So which is where I if feel they like adapting your personality yeah. comes in handy. Yeah. If they come in and they you can tell that they're quite reserved and they're just there to just sit down and have like an hour of silence or whatever it is, you need to be able to read those signs. Of course. Because there's nothing worse. And I've had this before overseas recently. I went to New Zealand and I had a treatment and I was there on holiday, right? So I'm there. Trying You're there to for just, the vibes. You're just trying to relax. Trying to yeah, f- just for the vibes and i was like i just want to see how the people do it they used um o cosmetics as well do so that's like well that's what we use in clinic okay. currently i love it yeah. so um yeah was that's what drew me to it and i just yeah i was on t- in my mind i'm like vacation like i just want to lay here relax see how the people do it because also that's part of like i'm a bit nosy <laughs> i like to see how other people do it so i can either get tips off people mm. or realize that that's that that's not how I want to do it at all right and this bitch would not shut up like right. I and I just couldn't relax I just couldn't like and I get it she's like oh a foreigner like she's so interesting because <laughs> I gotta say yeah.
0: we get so excited when we have
1: I like know. people from
0: overseas coming yeah. or even people from Melbourne we're asking him like 101
1: different yeah, questions. Yeah, yeah 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 anyone out of the ordinary yeah. or out of area <laughs> you do but in the, at the same time like you have to read the room yeah I mean, you have to read the room a
0: hundred percent I think that's what comes with this industry so how old are you I'm 26 I'll be
1: 27 soon still young yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes thankfully so you started very young I was 19 no I lie I was 18 when I left school and then I started like I started at the college the next january so yeah i was 18 when i started studying did you
0: know that you wanted to get into skincare skin treatments from yes a young age is this yeah. like the only career path you wanted to take or it's were the you- only
1: i mean when you're young when you're in like primary school and you would be like oh my god i want to do this when i'm older i want to do this and then i think just through love of i know it sounds cliche but through love of makeup as like a teenage girl and then um yeah i just became more and more interested in just the field as a whole i started in a very spa like environment mm-hmm. where i don't want to say not a lot of results were achieved but not a lot of visible f- results like yeah, yeah yeah just like and I, that's i think where you find your niche in any industry as well so like for you you would have um you know makeup looks or techniques that you kind of gravitate towards they're more your signature um i just hated doing massage i hated touching people's feet anyone who knows me i hate feet my no, one of my top three phobias of life i just I, can't i
0: have gotta say i don't understand people with the feet fetish me either. but like no
1: no even the okay so two
0: opposite ends of the spectrum i don't <laughs> understand the feet fetish and yeah i don't understand the hate yeah but it's because I don't like it neither one like I don't know it doesn't feet, yeah don't bother me
1: yeah See, I've I, never had to though work with feet yeah. so maybe
0: that's why
1: yeah I mean you don't really know how you feel about a certain situation until you're put in well, it really true so I never that you established your well I never me? loved feet but then I kind of was just like well if this is the job I want to choose suck it up sis it's like, like you've got to just do
0: it yeah sorry to cut you off it's like when we did when i went to college for waxing Mm i i purely knew i wanted to only do eyebrows and like i would only do facial waxing yeah that's where i would draw the line but when i did my waxing course the only one that was available eight years ago Mm. was a whole waxing course for the whole body yeah and i was like i is there not another way Mm. i can just learn facial
1: and brow waxing they're, i think you can but they're not accredited that's the thing so and, you I, get like and you know a certificate, what in but hindsight
0: in fact, no one checks that shit anymore and anyway. yeah like,
1: yeah oh, i gotta be honest my
0: staff aren't literally accredited i've yeah t- i've sent them to like a basic course to know like yeah. the the theory behind everything and like, yeah. the techniques they've learned from me yeah so i wish like i didn't waste my time and money on that bloody 10 week course waxing <laughs> the whole body <laughs> 10
1: weeks <laughs> sounds so extreme when waxing is like when you, in the industry, like I did my, my course was a whole year.
0: Yeah. But you did the whole. I did the whole thing course. front to back. So mm. diploma
1: is a year full time mm. or I think 18 months part time. Mm. um, And even full time is only three days a week. So really it's not yeah, that, it's not that, yeah, in that yeah, yeah in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. But 10 weeks for a waxing course? It was intense. That sounds, was- I mean, it's good because they obviously like, I'm sure they could do it in a day, but A, are you going to, be producing good students
0: look they were pretty thorough yeah they were. that's good over
1: 10 the over brows 10 like look i i do not do what they taught me no look this is <laughs> the thing in the industry educators are often fucking boomers with they're doing techniques from like 35 years ago and although it may work it's not it's just not ideal it's not <laughs> they're it's still very... in that they're still in their thin brow era let's be real well yeah
0: that and they're just very like it's it's like they teach in and out services it's not like uh the way we we're like a boutique salon yeah of course we draw people in because we like to we call ourselves a brow specialist that's why i I knew i only wanted to do facial waxing and specifically brows is because i wanted to be a specialist in what i did yeah i didn't want to have like a whole like
1: one stop shop kind yeah, of thing yeah it's not
0: what i'm going for yeah. and we we really sit down like we allocate a good half an hour yeah. for an eyebrow um appointment yeah and we really like sculpt their brows to yeah. the gods like yeah. we make sure that these people leave with amazing brows whereas the way i was taught by these people were just kind of in
1: and out like yeah clean, middle top bottom literally just wipe it clean. away
0: yeah so it wasn't really like
1: super in depth. to be honest that's how i was taught and in, in, in the diploma as well so yeah. i'm not surprised mm-hmm. i feel like as well after you mm-hmm. take away that qualification and you're making it what you want it to be that's where you can kind of you know divide yourself from the rest of the industry and make your point of difference because obviously our industry is wildly dense there's mm-hmm. A lot of makeup artists there's a lot of you know laser places some good some bad but you deciphering your point of difference as a business and as a therapist for myself um, especially that's yeah that's a major major so going thing. back
0: to you when you were working at the spa vibe yeah type of salon yeah is that when you realized that what you wanted to be your niche and is yeah. that when you realized you were more results driven
1: yeah 100 percent. so i kind of i think when you get into an industry that's so broad because it is so so broad mm. um you don't sometimes you may not know really what you want to do but i remember the first client that i ever did like an ipl treatment on for pigment removal and then a month later she came back and her skin was just like incredible and i was like this i can't be messing around with massage and foot treatments and stuff anymore like that's a pure waste of my time clearly i know what i'm doing like i have the ability to create a really good result here and yeah that's i think that's where it kind of flourished so now
0: where you're working you're you are doing treatments more that give results Yeah.
1: yeah we like to add um a relaxing element to kind of everything that we do. I think people deserve that. Yeah, 100%. There's so many places, like, and I've worked for them before, where it's just kind of like you're given such a short amount of time to give these results and, you know, the lights are on the whole time and it's in and out, like, oh, yeah, pay, rebook, next kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Almost like barbershop vibes Mm -hmm. where it's kind of like next. Yeah, right. Now I'm in an environment where which i think is so important like even if you're going in for an intensive treatment we want to make you feel comfortable because also people are putting like their money time and their skin which is obviously the body's largest organ they're putting all that in your hands so if you're not making them feel comfortable they're not gonna trust you they're not gonna come back to you Mm -hmm. you know that's when your name starts to get Trash, slandered all over yeah. the industry i've seen it time and time again i've been too. i've worked in environments like that so mm-hmm. yeah i think that that's so 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 important i can
0: fully attest to that yeah. i feel like there's been times where i have gone to skin clinics before mm. wanting to achieve results but the treatment was so intense mm. and there wasn't that like warm, yeah, no, comfortable feeling, and there, I there wasn't any relaxing element to it. Yeah, it it was always like it was almost like a chore to go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, like it yeah. wasn't like I didn't look at it like oh, I'm doing this for a reason. Like an investment for yeah. in skin. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It was kind of it turned into more of a chore. Yeah, which I think is that's a good point of difference for you guys, yeah. and it's what will draw people back. 100%. Yeah, percent definitely. Well, that's what happens when you work at all these different songs, you get to learn and <laughs> get me started. <laughs> so as you guys might already know, I used to travel from Wollongong to Sydney for work almost every working day. Um, it's about an hour's drive, give or take, which doesn't seem too bad, but upon reflection, it was probably the worst mental and physical state I've ever been in in my life for lots of different regions, which we'll get into Nikita you used to do the same thing mm-hmm. as we were just saying so how did you go with
1: the commute I told myself day in day out you won't be doing this forever it's not that bad and when people would call me they would be like oh my god you drive from Wollongong to Sydney you're crazy like is this
0: the Sydney people or the, the Sydney people yeah oh
1: I mean every most 90% of people that I would come in in contact with that I would tell if they ask like oh what do you do for work are you local no I'm not local I work in Sydney I live in Wollongong always have done 99% of people will tell you how freaking crazy you are oh, I can attest to that too <laughs> and you just either you can believe what they're saying or you can lie to yourself for several years and say it's not that bad. <laughs> I'd rather do it in my 20s than when I'm 40 with kids, blah, blah, blah. When really you're in the car driving. Like, I wish you guys could see. Literally. You're in the car like, fuck There's, my life. There my was life.
0: so many times on a Sunday afternoon I would drive home with the sun beaming on a oh, Sunday. Like oh, It
1: you makes mean. you aggressive. Like, the... Dr- I would be
0: slapping myself to stay awake. Because remember, I wake up at the crack of fucking door before the fucking bird. Yeah. I'm awake. Yeah. Working. Yeah. And then you're driving, imagine driving Mm -hmm. home an hour on a highway with the sun beaming in your eyes. You're like
1: dead. And also the things you miss out on doing this commute Mm -hmm. is I mean, it's first of all problems, right? So grateful to have had a job. You know, all these things, but at the same time, people are like, we're going out Saturday night where I'm working out in, but fuck nowhere, an hour and 45 minutes away. I finish work on a Saturday night at 5.30. I don't get home till like 7.30 and then I've got to, you know, have a shower, take my makeup off, redo my makeup get ready, get dressed, and then go to an event. People have already eaten. Your food's sitting on the table cold. Oh, my God, how was work? I don't want to chat about work. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you just get so – it angers you. It does. You miss out. And so I've missed out on christenings. I've missed out on wedding ceremonies because, like, the work life up there as well is so strict. You want a day off, you're not getting a day off. Yeah. Like, it's just not – I
0: feel like even being – I thought that when I transitioned from – a staff mm-hmm. to running my own business that maybe that would change for me but it really didn't because mm. if you think about with my industry and I, and it does happen with you guys too but people I think mine specifically the bridal industry yeah people book so far in advance yeah. it's so hard to know yeah when you're going to have events or when things are going to come up you've mm. already like committed to yeah. this bridal party booking and that booking now becomes all you can think about and all you yeah. need to focus on and i've had to miss out on lots of different things yeah because i like let's just say going out on a birthday on a saturday night because i've got the 5 a.m mm-hmm. start the next day and that's your priority yeah. that job totally and it's yeah like i said it's so hard to preempt like when you're going to have events and stuff like you can only even traveling like yeah i could never just pick up my shit and just spontaneously go on a trip like i'm so jealous yeah. of people that got to do 100%. that 100 percent. never ever 100%. was able to do that. even now i'm i still can't do that even yeah. running my own business so i feel like people don't talk about this enough with yeah. this industry like no, i feel I agree. like people like it's it seems so glamorous mm. and i get told all the time our industry sounds so glamorous it and is wonderful while
1: there let's are just <laughs> let's just lay that on the table right now there our is. industry is not glamorous like i think as well for you you're you stay in this region the face region <laughs> i'm so far beyond the face <laughs> region it's
0: not which funny. is why i refuse to wax vaginas and wax legs I will not do it yeah I will stick to the face and the face only that's You're as, better far as I <laughs> but yeah like yeah it's just not spoken about enough and it yeah. look it is there are some elements that are so wonderful and so glamorous and like 100%. that's the reason I love it but yeah it's not all glamorous and it, we're, there's so many sacrifices that you have to make with this industry and you know with us being in a small town as well yeah I feel like now Wollongong is booming a lot more. But before, when we were growing up and we were younger, trying to make our name in the industry, like, honestly, if you wanted to make it big and if you wanted to make an impact Mm. and you wanted to put your career first, the biggest move you
1: could do was going to Sydney. Yeah, And that's the reason why I think I went... While I was studying, I was so annoyed that I, like, didn't have... All my friends had jobs and I'm like so old for my age to not be working but i think i it was justifiable by me studying but i also had so much other time to be working i could not for the life of me get a job it's not that i didn't try i would this is back in the days of is like printing out resumes and within your industry or just within any, no within industry. Right. Uh, this is my one fault. I think I was very picky on where I wanted to work. Yeah. I was never a Maccas girl. Yes, never fair, seen myself doing that. Enough. Like everyone would tell me. And then I think I applied for Maccas and never heard anything back. Cause I was like too old by the time I applied, I was like 17 or 18. They don't want to hire people like that. <laughs> yeah. cheap labor. But I had to go to Sydney because everywhere in Wollongong wanted minimum three years experience or an apprentice I didn't want to do an apprenticeship because I was already studying my diploma there would have been no point I'd be going backwards and I would have been learning the same shit over and over again and for so that fair. wage, for like seven dollars, whatever they're on, it was so shit. Horrend- Our industry is the worst.
0: But the apprentices nowadays don't get that low. Like my apprentice is. Yeah, I on think it's like a like what 12, is it twelve dollars something. something now, it's, which is still a,
1: terrible. With, but if you're sixteen or seventeen, this is like
0: for a high school apprentice. Yeah, like yeah, I've yeah. got a high school apprentice. I was looking. We had to search the what the wages were. So mm. I only just did this recently, mm. and it's twelve dollars. Yeah. When I was her age, I was getting six dollars, mm-hmm. and this is only like ten. 12 years ago yeah yeah
1: yeah. I know inflation mate mate it's so bad (laughs) but yeah I had to no one in Wollongong would hire me and I guess like in Wollongong they don't this is back when you know chains weren't really a thing you didn't have all your like heap the franchised laser Hmm. clinics and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff we didn't really have that in Wollongong back then no that's
0: the other thing like we were always
1: last because yeah
0: it, it is and it is in a small town but We were always kind of that last. Yeah, we have
1: hundreds of them now. Yeah,
0: well, like I said, absolutely
1: flooding the industry now. But I, yeah, because most of the um, salons and clinics and stuff that I, they were more like boutique where only two or three girls would be working there. So obviously they wanted to have experienced girls, but how the hell was I supposed to get my experience if no one would friggin' hire me? Yeah. That's why, and I'm so, so grateful for that job, that first job that I got in sydney even though like it wasn't your ideal, it wasn't my ideal it wasn't like end game for me Mm. it wasn't my long-term plan Mm. but it got my foot in the door and i'm so grateful for that yeah and that's all you need really
0: yeah Yeah.
1: and every every job you take i think is a learning curve as well because you learn like how you don't want your manager to be or how you don't want your business oh you can take things from every job everything everything i reckon i've
0: had roughly about eight jobs in my Mm. lifetime and most of them weren't in this industry yeah um because if you haven't listened to backstory one of the first episodes i uploaded i spoke a lot about my jobs before i got into this industry full-time um because my parents didn't want me yeah yeah (laughs) i remember that first
1: podcast Yeah, yeah um
0: yeah like i even those jobs i've learned a lot about like if it's not like specifically about the makeup side it's more about the business side how i learned how to run payroll i've learned how to like the management structure of the business i learned and
1: all those things are such life skills that you take wherever you go 100 percent. wherever you go i
0: don't think i would be able to run my business today if i didn't learn all those things in those other random jobs that i had Yeah, yeah 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 so yeah like you said i don't like to talk too specific about situations but man i did have some shocking ones so <laughs> I'm already laughing at this. <laughs> I'm talking about like the different jobs I've had now in this industry. Yeah. So I've only worked for one other company before I started my own business in this industry. So again, if you didn't listen to the first episodes I uploaded at Backstories, I did makeup in Wollongong as a part-time job. And then I got a job in Sydney as like an artist working for another company and then and that was for about four years. And then I opened up my business again in Sydney. So I'm talking about this the situations that would happen when I transitioned from Wollongong to Sydney and just my yeah, experiences of working in this company. So I've rocked up to jobs where no one's been awake and I was waiting for like an hour in the dark outside at 5am, some random person's house panicking. <laughs> i rocked up to jobs where they weren't <laughs> expecting me they were promised someone else and they were they i was kept out of the loop and blindsided and obviously they were as well so imagine rocking up like imagine it's, imagine it's your wedding day yeah you've in your head you've booked a specific artist yeah and some other random joe blow like 18 year old joe blows rocked up and they're like hi i'm susan here to service you and you're like who the fuck are you
1: (laughs) and you're sitting there like sorry (laughs) (laughs) sorry (laughs) (laughs) oh my
0: god the shit i went through the shit i had to do the shit i had to put up with yeah to make it in this industry they do not have to deal with this shit now i know girls are so lucky like yeah. that they, like in at that age like lara for example who's just left my business yeah she's 21 she started her own business she's incredible she's yeah. booming yeah when i was 21 i just moved to sydney mm. and started working shit kicker maybe yeah. scrubbing the floors yeah rocking up to random jobs that i didn't know who the fuck i was yeah. like absolutely tortured yeah tortured
1: like can i just say as well the way you speak about like your past staff is so fucking lovely Thank Like you that is I think a major testament to like who you are as a person in your business Thank because you. there's so many I personally have experienced this several times where you you know your your boss and manager and everyone they tell you oh my god we want you to flourish and be the best and then you go and try and do that and they're like Why do you you. want to leave me? Like, why are you leaving me? And you're just thinking to myself, "You wish it
0: was that sad." Like I said to Laura, "Why
1: are you leaving me?"
0: I was genuinely sad when I left my company, and I spoke about this a couple of episodes ago. It was not, "Why do you want to leave me?" It was pretty much like, "Oh yeah, yeah, fuck you."
1: I've had like, "How dare you leave me at at a time like this?" You know, like full narcissistic gaslighting everything I've had people like be in tears and and I'm just like come on man like you have built me up to be this person and uh, through working for you I've realized my talent and gained so much and now it's time to think about me don't you dare make me feel bad for that you know what I mean and I think honestly my reasoning for wanting to change jobs the last time was a bloody good one because I did six, almost seven years of the hustle in Sydney and commuting and building the early wake-ups. Yeah. Yeah. And for me to even, like, I, I essentially lost all my clients moving down to Wollongong. Which is fine. Like, I've Which had is a few sacrifice you were sac- willing exactly, to make. Exactly. For me, I'm glad it worked out for the best. I was going to say, because that
0: is a big sacrifice. Yeah. And that's one thing that I was yeah. contemplating on doing when I did leave that job that I was in for a couple of years yeah. in Sydney. It was to the point where I was like, I'm starting fresh at this point. Like, I have no expectations of this lady to give me any of the bookings that I've yeah. booked in the future yeah. with her or take any of the clients I had no intention of like yeah purposely poaching these clients yeah. like it just I'm thankful that it naturally happened and I naturally yeah. gained different ones as well but yeah. when I left it was still I was still on the edge of like do I just go back to Wollongong and start again like mm-hmm. I know I have clients there that'll come but it's it was still a small town syndrome yeah. back then 100%. when I left a couple of years ago and it was still like you know will it be enough for me did I just work Four years, yeah, literally killing myself yep. in all aspects, mm-hmm. killing myself mm-hmm. for this. Do I start fresh or where? Do, or like, if I do start fresh, will she like blacklist me from mm-hmm. all these? How the hell is it going to go? And it's such a scary thing it's to so do. So terrifying, so yeah. ballsy. Yeah, and one of the first, if not like, moving to Sydney was the first big risk I took. But after that, that was one of the, that was the second big risk I took. And thank God I stayed where I was mm-hmm. because I'm obviously. Like I've built an amazing salon and I've got eight staff. Like I, I'm wow, so proud I, of what I've done. That's crazy. In three years. Yeah. But
1: um, yeah, it's just
0: like, I think back at that time, and I'm like, yeah.
1: holy heck. It all works out for the best in the end. Like, and, and again, if you want to make it work, you will make it work. Mm. Like you put blood, sweat and tears into that. Luckily enough for me, I mean, not luckily, I don't want to say that in a way where I'm glad I don't have a business, but I went from company to company. So Trust even me. though I was I'm not having all those clients, <laughs> yeah, I still was. Pro- ga- I had a guarantee. Whereas, like yourself, if I had f- opened my own business back down in Wollongong, when all my clients... and of course I've got friends and family in Wollongong, um, but when all my clients were in Sydney, I would have. Yeah, it would have been much harder. Mm. I think for sure. Whereas where I you think when you go Sydney. from
0: salon to salon, you kind of go with the expectation that. They already have their yes. pre-existing clients and you're just kind of going to mold in there yeah. and then eventually build your own. yeah. But it's kind of like a guarantee that you're going to have work. yeah. Whereas with when I left, it wasn't a guarantee and mm. that was the scariest part, especially because it didn't exactly end on a good note and I didn't know how that was going to affect yes. starting
1: a new business. And that shit in itself as well because you're already like... You're already in two minds about, you know, I'm comfortable here, you know, I've got my clients, my, the girls I work with are great, like why would I want to leave? You're already in two minds about the decision you're making, but I feel like when your boss that you're leaving is so shitty about it, it's kind of like- It, it makes it
0: 10 times worse. It, it ten, makes it
1: 10 times worse, but also easier because you're like, okay, if that's how you're going to react, I'm definitely making the right decision, Oh, not I staying agree. with you.
0: No, 100%, I agree. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on the sort of beauty treatments that are available today? Do you believe some of these are profiting on women's insecurities? I feel like it's a hard one because some of these are, I guess, what we would consider maintenance, like getting your hair cut or your brows clean, for example. But some and some are trendy, like for example, colouring your hair or like laminating or lash lifting, for example. But where does the line get drawn? Like where do we feel like it's starting to set unrealistic beauty standards
1: i saw uh, sydney opened my eyes to a lot mm. so, and it being in australia as well we're never the first to really get particular treatments this is true um a lot of machinery and devices um don't come from australia um we're grateful for the countries that they do come from for sure but when they hit our shores it's almost like oh my god it becomes a fad or whatever there are a couple don't get me wrong all the ones that i do currently i believe in 1000 percent. there's no question i've That's had good. them all done oh of course yeah <laughs> i've had them all done i believe like i've seen the results firsthand yeah. there are a few that i've worked with in the past where i'm like why does this need to be necessary and a lot of the times as well like my clients in sydney would openly say that this was something that their husband had been begging them to do that's for disgusting. months. And I'm I just I remember like, you
0: telling me this. It's
1: so not okay. In my mind, I'm like, you don't need new skin. You need a new husband. <laughs> like, to you me, that's how I feel. Um, it's a really major problem. And I just, you know, you want to be the person to, like, build them up. and But also, you don't want to go against what they've the discussions that they've had with their husband because technically you shouldn't know anything but they're openly telling you all these things and you just want to say like babe you you're beautiful no matter what like your husband should be reiterating that Mm. and reaffirming you and it's just not the case and I just yeah it blows my mind I think a lot of it is fad like the needling the pigment into the skin for an even complexion—that's a load of shit and so dangerous. Even, really? Yeah. So you don't believe in the skin needling. Skin needling, yes, but not not needling pigment. It's skin needling on its oh, own sorry, is great. Oh, sorry.
0: Sorry. The pigment. I can't
1: think of the, the name cons- of what it is now, but it's almost like yeah, they put tattooing like
0: concealer yes. under people's yeah. eyes. I've it's seen essentially
1: that. A tattoo. And what people don't realize is over the years your your skin changes a lot. Sun exposure different climates, um, oily skin, these pigments, same as brow tattooing, the same as lip tattooing, to into that. this cheek blushing stuff that people are getting into now—it's insane. Like I, and I it removed comes, it. Backs
0: off the trends of like it, it. This is why I, I love that you're here because
1: this, yeah. this is why our industries go
0: hand in hand. It comes from. I feel like it starts with the makeup trends, right? Yeah. So like the 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 thick brows, like the filled in, extra dark brows. Yeah. Where did people start doing they Start doing brow tattoo. Yeah. The thick eyeliner, eyeliner yeah. was a trend. People started doing um liner tattoo now blush is a huge trend blush when i do people's makeup i get extra blush i love blush myself yeah. there is no way in hell i'm gonna go and tattoo no. blush on myself Absolutely but not. see how it like transfers now into permanent tattooing mm. and people are so like fixated on these yeah. trends and this is what's funny they're trends It's a
1: trend exactly trends.
0: and with makeup it's easy because like okay you do it and it's you take it off at the end of the night but yeah these people are tattooing these trends mm. And this is why I, I'm sorry to cut you off. This is why I, I did a course in brow tattooing because yeah. I thought this is something I wanted to get into, yeah. paid all this money, thousands of dollars to mm. do this course. I'm halfway through and not only was it the most tedious, yeah. shittest thing I've ever done in my life. And I, I honestly hated every minute, of hated every minute of it. Mm. And I knew at that point I didn't want to do it because yeah. I hated it. Yeah. But not only that, it's like, I i sat there and i thought i don't actually believe in this yeah that's what i was
1: just about to say as well if you're never going to be fully interested in something that you don't believe in and that's the thing like i always i
0: i don't i'm not the first one to recommend brow tattooing Mm. and my clients can attest to that only if these people are sure that this is something that they're going to sit
1: with a thousand percent forever essentially just off the back of this as well don't get me wrong guys i I have worked alongside one of the most incredible brow tattoo artists in Wollongong and I have been closely affiliated with several others as well. Brow tattooing can be amazing. Yeah. It can look so good. The one thing that I would stress is just do your research because 100%. I have part of what I do for work is removing tattoos and mm. removing brow tattoos. Do you?
0: That's good to know. I should recommend a lot of yeah, yeah. Even though
1: it's travel, they'll, they'll yeah. do it the only reason i wouldn't get my brows tattooed personally is because i've seen some doozies and i'm not saying that either of the people that i I would go to to get my brows tattooed neither of them have ever produced any kind of shitty brow but i have removed some i've got horror stories please share horror stories can you share Uh, yeah i feel like i can because yeah
0: um you don't have to say names of where they went no of course (laughs) well
1: no it's no nowhere local anyway I feel like people in Wollongong especially they're all pretty good because it's I mean well you have to be in Wollongong the shit thing is if you're shit everyone fucking knows about it yeah let's be real word spreads like wildfire and you can't you can't get out of it
0: I can't defend Gold <laughs> by saying it's not as big as, it's not
1: sorry, it's not as small as you think yeah. it is, but it really is. It is. And also everyone follows everyone on social media, mm-hmm. I feel. And if you don't follow that person directly, someone that you know that you know that you know follows them. hundred percent. And they follow you back. Anyway, this lady um, went to Bali. She's an older lady, loveliest oh, human, dear. her and her husband you'll ever meet in your life. They went to Bali. They go every year. They stay at the same hotel every year. And she was getting a massage off um. In in the hotel, she was at the day spa, and she asked the lady who was massaging oh her God, if she I... knows anyone who does brow tattooing. Why and
0: does this she lady, do that?
1: this, lady? Babe, don't even get me started. This lady was like, "Yeah, yeah, my my friend does brow tattooing, blah blah." blah. I'll I'll get you her number. I'll I'll book an appointment for you. Oh fuck! So hell. my client willingly lays on this bed and gets her fucking eyebrows tattooed by this Balinese lady who used um. I hate to say it she used proper tattoo ink Fuck. in her eyebrows
0: that's like um, proper overseas big mistake yes. a lot of my clients have gone like to middle eastern company uh uh what do you call it business to do this yes
1: yeah you you guys can see this um on my instagram as well i'll share my handle at yeah, the end my yeah. work handle um so yeah she's happy to be on social media i'm sure like no one wouldn't even know who she is but um Yeah, so she laid there there for a couple of hours, whatever it was, um, and had the most sharpie-looking block eyebrows you've ever seen in your life. I've now been working probably about seven to eight months every four week, every six weeks, sorry, to start off with. They're still as dense as all hell. I've cut into it a lot, like not physically cut into it, but with the laser, I've managed to reduce it quite a lot, but it's been a struggle. Don't get me wrong, and this poor woman is so distraught about it. Like every time she comes in, she'll be like, Oh my God, how many more treatments do you think I've got? And I'm like, babe, I can't tell you, I cannot give you an end point. You really can't. Cause you don't know how, how deep they have etched in. You don't know what colors they've mixed to get this black color. And also tattoos over the years. have. If you would have seen like, um, Anyone who's in their sixties or seventies, they've had a tattoo for fifty years. It doesn't look black anymore. You know it's how it fades, gray, oxidizes blue. to like a gray, greeny. Yeah. It's not. And this, that's, that's unfortunately what, this looks like.
0: what happens. And this is yes. why I. This is why I'm not the biggest advocate for it. Yeah. Even if the, even if the artist is incredible, which there are so many incredible artists that will yeah. do a beautiful job. Yeah. And may, And I think with microblading specifically because it's done with a handling tool like it's manually done it can only cut so many layers deep into the skin and that's where it it, there's a fine line between it being now permanent and Mm. a little bit more on the temporary side and it's easier to remove yeah especially with laser i know this um yeah like the the newer techniques now are easier to reverse yeah but i still am i can't I don't know, I'm not the biggest well, the brow, advocate for it because I've seen even the microblading, yeah. the handling tool, I've seen it go so wrong because what happens is these women, what they don't realize with feathering is, it is supposed to look kind of natural. It's supposed
1: to look like hair strokes. Some yeah. of them come out looking as thick as all hell. They're yeah, but like. The
0: problem, this is how it happens. And this is what I've mm. seen firsthand. Like these people aren't properly educated mm. on what this technique is. And they think if they see like a slight gap, they think, or if they see it start to fade a little bit, they, yeah. what do you think the first thing they do is, oh, let's yeah. go back for another top yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah And yeah. let's go back a year again for another top up. Yeah. Or six months later, there's still a couple of gaps that I want to fill. Let's go back again. Yeah. And what happens is they're building this color over the time onto. Yeah. of the other color it's going deeper the pigment's getting stronger the scar tissue
1: is getting worse it's harder to reverse and off the back of that as well some of these people are not even going to the same brow artist every time they're not because they're going to like the artist's two three sometimes four different and by the way why is anyone tattooing a fourth time if you're the first time you're tattooing this person why are you going over their brows if they've told you that this is what i mean though you know what i mean so this is this has now become two three four different brands types colors of ink two three four different techniques um you know it's just it's horrific so brow tattooing is one thing right i feel like that's been around for ages people have started to really perfect it yeah um like i said i've worked alongside some really really well renowned and really really like talented brow artists um, but the blush thing, guys, I can't I just can't it's another it's like on the cheeks or the eyeliner. Think about this any kind of pigment that you're putting in your skin, so even if you had an arm tattoo, if you're working out if you're out in the sun, probably not an arm tattoo because it's more permanent It's deeper into the skin, but the blush you're aiming for like a really soft peachy pink colour, yeah, everything sounds amazing. In six years, five six years time, what do you think that's going to look like? When you spend every day exposed to UV rays, your skins become oily or your skins become dry. You know, you've had all these other treatments. You you now are contraindicated, which means you can't have any kind of like other needling or laser or anything on your face because oh my there's God, pig- I didn't even think yeah, of that. there's pigment in the skin. Like we can't tattoo, we can't laser over any tattoo unless it's. Specifically for laser, like I tattoo removal. I wonder how that
0: works with like Botox and filler and stuff as well. If that's contraindication,
1: yeah. I'm um, do you mean like filler and Botox to out uh, my skin treatments or to tattooing? To tattooing, yeah. I don't know, I have not I've thought I about do it, know but it does seem like a lot. I know a lot skin. about
0: Botox with yeah. with tattooing. When yeah. someone gets tattooing done, the thing is, is like you can't change the way your skin's been tattooed mm-hmm. and then when you start to add botox if if it's not done properly or yeah. you know it could go so wrong because yeah. you could have one eyebrow and the thing is when it's tattooed <laughs> it's crazy it's so much more prominent and it's like there's yes. so much more emphasis Darker, on the brows it's thicker, it's yeah more it's bold. more obvious yes when i've seen it so many times and this is again why i can't sit here and this is why i'm like i'm so glad even though i lost so much money i'm so glad yeah. i don't offer this yeah. service because. Going back to what we're talking about in general, like it just doesn't, it doesn't align with me.
1: Yeah. And also if you're, if it doesn't align with you and you don't absolutely love to do it, you'll end up producing shit brows. So. Like you, you won't tattoo to the best of your ability. because You you don't give a fuck about it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So to answer my question, you don't agree with some of these treatments
1: that are out there today. Look, guys, do what you want. It's really not up to me. No. If you were asking my advice... I will well, tell I you straight out. Well, I think a lot
0: out, of people no. will respect our advice. Yeah. Well, I hope.
1: I hope so. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, people are going to do what they want to do, irrespective of what you say. Sometimes hmm. even people who come to you specifically for your professional opinion hmm. will fully go against everything you've told them and they'll continue to do what they're doing or they'll continue to, you know, seek the the treatment that they want to do even if we don't provide it well,
0: it's, yeah their body at the end of the day
1: but yeah i just feel like it's we wouldn't it's, be doing
0: our jobs though if we didn't advise
1: yeah no a hundred percent hundred percent and like credit where credit is due some of these people do great jobs like i've said but i just feel like yeah the blush the eyeliner like where do we draw the line and that's
0: what i was gonna ask. where do where? we draw the line where is the line drawn at this point? Because it's like, just getting how, a bit... Where do it... these trends even come from? Like you were saying overseas, it, that it starts overseas first. Like is there...
1: Yeah, I think... Well, a lot. Well, we know for a fact, like it's factual that people in Asia, they want their skin to be a lot lighter. Mm. So they'd have like bleaching techniques. And the amount of times when I worked in Sydney, oh my God, my first job, they'd be like, do you do skin bleaching? I'm like, how is this a thing? Like it's this is not... so gross. Did you ever... <laughs> <laughs> no we don't. I think I know where you're going with this and we and that's not it's not even taught in the curriculum I know it's not <laughs> but it's,
0: okay we're gonna get into it because there was this Let's and I remember down having to the this conversation with you and it all stemmed from my activist friend who <laughs> reposted a company like you basically outed this company mm-hmm. for I remember promoting, it well
1: I remember it well
0: vagina bleaching and like anal bleaching and like along that spectrum mm-hmm. like where we get pigmentation mm-hmm. like preg- i know a lot of pregnant women get it yeah um women who like
1: gain a lot of weight mm-hmm. get it there's
0: lots of different reasons we can get pigmentation hormones medication yeah, yeah.
1: nationality there's so yeah, many, yeah, yeah, different, so many yeah. different
0: things and i remember this girl fully outing this company i remember it well like <laughs> and it was i sent yesterday. it to you and i was yeah. like what are your thoughts on this yeah and it's like this shit like that that i wanted to talk about as well yeah like, fuck where does that come from how like does do you think that that creates unrealistic beauty standards do you 1000 yeah
1: yeah i uh, i'm very forward with my clients in the sense that i try to make sure that they're loving themselves through their journey with doing their skin and i think because i've had a lot of skin issues myself i become relatable and i like to share like my experiences and how long it took me to help like cure or fix or improve whatever it is. But yeah, like I was saying before with like people's husbands telling them that they should be a certain way. um This company that you're referring to, this team that you're referring to was a company that I worked for at the time. Um And it's not, it wasn't a matter of bleaching by the way, we were actually physically using a CO2 laser to, I did wonder how it was done. Yeah. So CO2, is a very, very, very intensive laser. Handled wrong, very detrimental. It's in what way? In in just permanent like hyperpigmentation. <sighs> For those who don't know, hyperpigmentation is darkening of the skin. Mm-hmm. Hypopigmentation is lightening of the skin. So both of these things can come from scarring, laser burns. Burns of any kind. Either goes so you can either go lighter or darker. So you use this
0: anywhere on the body?
1: Uh, yeah. So a lot of people are using it for um, stretch marks, which totally understand. Like, a lot of people don't want to have... Um, or even surgeries, guys. They don't want to be reminded of that particular time of their life. And this is where
0: I feel like... Look, correct me if you think I'm wrong, but this is where I feel like the line now gets strong because yeah. these treatments were initially probably invented for things like that. Medical purposes. Right. Yes. And then now it's almost taken advantage Mm. of to create this unrealistic... 100%. ...idea of the perfect woman. 100%. And the perfect body.
1: Yeah. It's sad in a sense that uh, women feel like they... Or people in general just feel like they can't be whoever the hell they are Mm. because, oh my God, but if you've got that, haven't you heard of this treatment that people offer? And, like, uh, to an extent, I get it. Like, it's not really that deep. But if you're someone who's coming to me and saying, oh my God, my husband will be so glad I'm doing this. He's been begging me to do this for ages. Like that's sad. And also as well, like even though we have the world at our fingertips when it comes to lasers and and treatments and all these like new age things, it shouldn't be forced upon anybody. That's why I never give people complexes. Like if they come into me and they've got an issue with something that's the issue I'm gonna focus on. I'm not gonna pinpoint You're all the about, bullshit like, like
0: I I know a perfect example of yeah. this is when I've gone to go and get lip filler, for example, yeah. and the lady's taking a look at my face and she's like, Have you ever considered Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheek it gives filler. people complexes, dude. Yeah. Like it's so and not okay. And then Watch me looking at myself in yeah, the yeah, mirror yeah. And thinking, Do I now yeah. need cheek filler? Yeah, and it's my body dismissed. She from. went and got
1: cheek filler. Yeah,
0: yeah, And what did I do? Fucking regretted it straight yeah. away.
1: Yeah. And I'm like, Oh my god. Yeah, I think my my approach to my work is making sure people i let people come to me with their problems i obviously want to educate people and make sure that they know all of the different types of treatments that we do and all the things we can treat but i'm not going to walk up to someone and be like oh my god you've got that we can do something you know what i mean yeah it's so it can be so degrading to people like if they haven't noticed something and you're pointing it out or if they have noticed it and they're insecure about it but they didn't know how they don't know how to bring it up or they don't want to bring it up they don't want to draw attention it's insulting to it. It, yeah, it can be and some it, people are so grateful don't get me wrong they're like yeah. oh my god you can do something for that i'm so glad you mentioned but the, it like but i, I said, don't there's yeah. that fine line and there is a, a bit, very fine line yeah
0: it's yeah. you know as much as you there's upselling Mm. with the business. Mm. It's also like, you've got to kind of maintain that respect.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel like letting people come to me. Yeah. Which is why it's a good approach to just kind of let people, if they're comfortable enough to speak about it and want to do something about it, if they, if they have it in them to say it, then it's obviously something that's on their mind. And then you just go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Do you find that it's hard to work for a company where your morals might not align with the services that they offer?
1: Yeah. Because
0: you have to act like you do, or at least support them in a way. Do you get like, I see, I had a choice to not do microblading at the Mm. salon, even though she begged me to do it, to Mm. learn it. I made the decision that it wasn't for me. It's not something I
1: wanted to do. Did you have a choice? No. No. Previously? No. Now, where I'm at now, I agree with and believe in 100% of what we do. Which helps which helps yes yeah um but also my current boss we bounce off each other like Mm. there's three of us that work there we all kind of bounce ideas off each other like she'll message me and be like what do you think of this Mm. if i think it's trash i'll tell her it's trash and vice versa yeah and if it's something that i'm excited about or you know is actually going to do good for the clinic then of course I which is
0: such a good way to approach your working environment even as a boss like i I won't do anything that my girls don't agree with yeah. either. Like, they're the first people I go to for yeah. business advice. It's so, so they're my It's so important. Yeah. Because who
1: wants to run a business where you have, you know, like you said, you've got eight girls working below you or with you? Um, who wants to run I like a business to where, with, me. with, yeah, sorry, <laughs> with, I corrected myself. Um, yeah, no one wants to have a team of, of people that. Don't Are against... Not against you, but just well, not don't interested fully, in it. Yeah, don't fully... They don't grasp the concept. Yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. But yeah, no, we never really had a choice. Um, Even... That sucks. Lack of training was a major thing as well. That's, like, I feel like I was thrown into many a treatment where I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And you just... Obviously, you have some kind of idea. Or they'll just be like, oh, yeah, you do this, you press this, blah, blah, blah. But, like, there was no...
0: Man, formal
1: training with people's bodies 100 that's why i was so terrified to do it not because i'm not competent in what i do it's because i genuinely just didn't have a i didn't really believe in the treatment i didn't love it and b there was not sufficient training that's all i don't know how all. companies like this still run i really don't
0: yeah look oh uh, look you know but you know yeah. what i'm gonna crack myself and say it it comes around and it eventually gets eventually, out yeah it does a thousand percent i think the disasters do all the they talking. speak for themselves a thousand percent
1: and the industry although sydney is massive the industry itself is small it and there's, really is you guys if you're not a part of our industry you wouldn't know or any other industry i'm sure you would might have the not same. but then a lot of our clients do but we have like groups where you've got to apply to be a member and be accepted into these groups to read the shit that goes on behind closed what doors Groups?
0: are you talking about really you, like okay, beauty Therapist of sydney No. when future. we're done you need to give me these groups i am <laughs> i'm probably on
1: some groups that i don't no, know about. i don't think you would know about it someone down the line down you know These the pathway groups could be would
0: be so damaging though cuz off topic a thousand percent. there are some gossip pages on
1: facebook isn't it awful don't even start or even me. like the do we have the same boyfriend have <gasps> you seen that one <laughs> it's wild no. So if girls start talking to a guy they'll post a photo of him and be like is anyone else talking don't. to don't yeah <laughs> no i promise It's kind of (laughs) necessary, but also like, if you have to question it, you were the wrong one, babe, (laughs) but yeah, no, these, these businesses will, what the company that I was working for last, um, actually had a post written about them in one of these groups. It was about that same topic with the vaginal light, lightening and tightening and all that kind of stuff. And
0: the tightening too. I forgot to talk about the tightening.
1: That's right can talk about that. Let's talk about it. Like <laughs> on it.
0: top of the lightning, yeah, there was also a a treatment that you mm-hmm. could get to tighten. And I yeah. just want to know how the yeah. fuck does that work?
1: So essentially, it's a laser, um, almost covered by like a cage, Ca- cage, cage. It's inserted. Mm. Um, is it painful? And you know, well, I've never had it done. Never needed it done. <laughs> I haven't had kids or anything like that. So. so is
0: that why women would do it? Yeah,
1: and look, medically, it is, um quite justifiable i would say um if you a lot of women after they have kids or just naturally just the makeup of um female organs not always the same they're not always like up to standard i say with quotations but um most a lot of women who have had kids or whatever can't even laugh or sneeze or jump on trampolines without wetting themselves so it's all about like tightening retightening that muscle right it shouldn't technically be about tightening the hole for it to make for it pleasure. for pleasure purposes it's not what it should be about medically it's more about like um your kegel muscles tightening them and making it so that you can do day-to-day activities I without didn't wetting even yourself think
0: about it like that where mm-hmm. i
1: have an issue is that a lot of these women were coming in saying that their husbands had wanted them to no. get it done no. blah blah and in no. my mind i'm like girl you have you know conceived birthed and raised five six seven of this man's children and he now he's gonna say that you need to change the one thing that they all came in and out of like please don't even get me started it's bad it's bad so i don't disagree with the treatment as a whole yeah um i disagree with the reasonings behind some of but like, it's not like these treatments. It's
0: not like you can go and deny a woman if they've opened up and said, "My husband's asked me to come and do this." Well,
1: that's right. You have to be on their side. You have to just, do you have to go with it. As long as they're not contraindicated, as long as they're completely suitable for the treatment, um, then Fuck, yeah, you kind heavy. of have that's to go a about heavy it. To swallow. It's hard. Don't get me wrong. It's very hard because you know these some a lot of these women are like, hurting inside. That hurts me. It's so bad babe it's so bad like the amount of women that would open up emotionally and it's awful i don't even want to get into that that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day but it's it's sad because you know this is a, in our culture you know we whether you're catholic or um christian or orthodox we kind of have like you know to have and to hold till death do us part in sickness in health and in some other Where the cultures... the fuck is all that? In some <laughs> cultures, it's more like, oh, just until your badge is tied again. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's... peak. Yeah. Don't get me
0: started. Or,
1: yeah, it's... It is a whole
0: other
1: it's, topic. It's a whole... Yeah, it's not I, even one to get into, to be honest. And I
0: feel like it, like, this... This all piggybacks off what I wanted to say, which we don't have a lot of time left because I don't like my episodes to go for too long, but (laughs) I was just going to quickly touch on like the, the others. It's not something neither of us offer as a service, Mm. but what are your opinions on like the body fat dissolving and like freezing? I know I've been sucked into that before. Mm. I wish I didn't. Do you think it worked for you? It didn't i guarantee you it didn't i know it for a fact it didn't yeah they sit there she put my two photos together and Mm. the thing is with these treatments and what i've learned um over time is like it's it's in the moment like it might have made a slight adjustment but it's not like a i don't look at it like a permanent fix it's not yeah especially for all the money that you're putting into it and like Mm. the pain Mm. as well like they're not they're not comfortable treatments to sit and do, even though they market them as like, oh, it's completely pain and comfort. Yeah. You know, bullshit. I
1: have not had the treatment done. I've seen these videos the way those machines suck up your they, legs or your I stomach, have, it and I looks like so <laughs> excruciating. It, it's
0: not comfortable. No, I can imagine. And I'm like, why am I? D-? I sit there upon reflection. I, I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm thinking, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. And it all stems back to like this unrealistic expectation of what we're supposed to look like, that hourglass figure, you know, totally. like the
1: perfect body. And people want simplicity too. They want easy, quick mm. fixes. Oh, a- absolutely. This is another thing. Also another topic for another day people don't want to put in the work that it takes to get where they want to be. Mm. Simple fact. And, but there's this is very where I few feel people like a lot
0: of these companies are benefiting from this quick. They fix. are
1: thriving off these people 100%. that, you know, like much like yourself, if like people who are sucked into it or whatever, but I, I don't want to say I don't believe in it because I'm not overly, well I've never worked with the, with the devices. I've never done the treatment. I've never had it done. Um, I just don't understand how, The fat like how can a certain temperature just banish fat? And then also like if the fat's gone, where does where does your skin go? Does your skin just become super loose around the fat that's not there anymore? Yeah,
0: it's the same thing as losing weight essentially. So then
1: you need another treatment then to tighten that um, skin? What do you think? It's just a snowball effect. Exactly. Yeah, I think a lot of brands, businesses, you know. Creators of these devices, they thrive off people's naivety, mm-hmm. and it's really, really sad. I just main point of today, guys, I can educate yourself, please. Well, just <laughs> do your research.
0: research. <laughs> it was literally my next yeah. question to finish it off. I was just going to say, What do you think needs to change to create a healthier image of beauty? Oh, god, that is such a broad topic. I think women just need to be a little bit more conscious of the brainwashing and it's negative mm. and the negative impact it makes on our mental health as consumers and beauty professionals. I think we just need to take our power and control of the media and the industry standards and the definition of beauty Totally. and redefine beauty for what it actually is. Yeah. Um, we just, I feel like we need to own our beauty and we need to give other women permission to own theirs. Mm-hmm. I feel like society has taught us to pit ourselves against each other to be the most beautiful and that's patriarchy at its best.
1: Mm. No, totally. Mm. Yeah, I there's look there's a fine line between you know older women want to look younger. Yeah, that's a major thing. In Australia, we have a lot of sun damage, so that's a major thing as well. Obviously, um, just standard freckles or pigmentation, they can turn into things a lot more serious. So I understand why people want to remove them before it gets to the point of no return, almost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just. Yeah, i just this. i want everybody to just love themselves a little bit more you know weight wise skin wise in high school guys let's not let's be real i had the worst skin in high school there was times i wouldn't even go to woolies without at least a tinted moisturizer on i could care less now i couldn't care less now i sorry. remember
0: when you were like that. i really don't care
1: like i just i and it's easy said easier said than done but i've been through it you can get there you just have to just yeah i don't know I think there's a way to still
0: profit from the beauty industry without making women feel mm. insecure. Yeah. I don't know. I think beauty is
1: subjective at the end of the day. It's 100% subjective. Yeah. And, it, and it, the wildest thing is different cultures have different definitions of beauty as well. Yeah. Like, it's – yeah, it's crazy. I think um, over the years it's just become so out of hand, so, so out of hand. Everyone wants to, you know, fix every inch of their body instead of just being like, you know what? I was born this way or I was given this, whatever you believe in, God gave me this and then just kind of like learn to love it. Mm. And if the people around you as well are making you feel like you shouldn't love a certain part of your body. Well, you know what to do. You know what to do. You heard it here first. Ditch those bitches. You don't need people like that in your life. Family, friends. Yeah. Family, (laughs) friends, husbands, colleagues. If anyone's trying to tell you that, you know, what you've got going on isn't good enough, or it's too much, or it's not right. You need new friends, babe. Mm. You need a new husband. 100%. Sacrifices.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all we've got time for today. We've gone over the hour mark now. It's <laughs> a good chat. Yeah, it's a great good chat. Yeah, thank you so much for coming in today. I really appreciate pleasure. your time. Any time. Um, I think to finish off, I just want you to plug yourself. I really want to go and see the, the, the eyebrow tattoo. Eyebrow tattoo. <laughs> um, so plug yourself and just give everyone an idea of kind of what you do and what mm-hmm. you offer, where you work, if you want to, if you feel yep. comfortable to.
1: Yep. Um, so my Instagram, my work Instagram handle is Nikita underscore laser cosmetica. Which I will put in the show notes for everyone as well. Thank you. Yeah. So mainly we just do dermal therapies, um, skin and laser and a bit of relaxation. In the mix as well, incredible. Yeah,
0: and do you want to plug your personal? I can plug on? my personal. There's <laughs> not much interesting stuff going on <laughs> there, you but go for your... it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you absolutely. Heard from yeah, Nikita, and you want to see more? <laughs> if you love the sound of my voice,
0: um, it's at Nikita Casero. Amazing. You've done really good. Thank you. I feel like this was a great chat. I I think the glass of rosé
1: helped me. (laughs) (laughs) It never goes astray.
0: Perfect. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.